brethren, uh, this is to be a discussion session and therefore um, I do not want to uh, go into a great amount of detail about the subject. Uh, the subject which I've been given is encouraging body ministry and hopefully uh, we might be able to open that out a wee bit and then uh, we'll lead into some questions uh, which might form the basis of some discussion. Uh, perhaps it's not a phrase that we tend to use. Uh, the reality is that as I was thinking about the subject and scouring in my study, I couldn't really find anything in the study that would immediately give me help when it came to thinking of this phrase. Um, as I said, it's one that we tend not to use. Perhaps we think of it as, if you hear of body ministry, well, you get that amongst charismatic types, trendy evangelical types. It's not what you get amongst those who take Presbyterianism seriously. Well, it may be the phrase is a trendier in phrase, but it's something which does reflect what we find in Scripture. And we read of that in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, sorry, in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, most other places stress this truth. Uh, when we think of the church, perhaps it is that we think of it as a kingdom. So there is Christ ahead, and there are officers in the church, and the rule of the church. Or we think of the church as a flock, and then we think of the shepherds and the people needing shepherded. We might think of it as a temple where God is present and where worship, holy worship, is offered. But of course, there is also the picture of the body, the church, his body. And when we think of that phrase, the body of Christ, as it is used to speak of um, the church, then it emphasises surely that the church is united to Christ. The church, he is the head, and the church which is his body, head and body together as one. So it reminds us of that union that we have with Christ, and if that is true of us collectively, that is true of us also as individuals, as those who are members, parts of that body. So it reminds us of union with Christ. It reminds us that we have a, a ruling head, Christ the head of the church. It reminds us that he, the head of the body, is a loving head who gave his life, Ephesians 5, for the church. And that he is the one who is, we might say, a nourishing head. Uh, the picture we have is that uh, in Colossians 2.19, for example, is of that union with Christ. And he speaks of those who don't hold the head. So this is true of those who do hold the head, from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment ministered and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. He is the fountain of life, and we draw our life from him. 
the body of Christ, it also reminds us that we are united one to another because we are all members in one body, Romans 12, 4. And you have the same in 1 Corinthians. I can't say it's not part of the body uh, because it doesn't, it isn't another part of the body and so on. Every part of the body being there and having its place. So the phrase, the body of Christ and indeed body ministry therefore reminds us that no believer is an island. And it reminds us further that each individual is important. Remember how Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 talks about those bits which are more unseemly, those bits which aren't even really recognised and yet they are given more honour at times. And yes, some bits of our physical bodies are more prominent, but that doesn't mean to say that the less prominent bits are not there for a purpose, perhaps a vital purpose. So the phrase body of Christ reminds us of these things. The word ministry reminds us that the parts of the body minister to one another. And uh, Paul goes on and speaking about how uh, not all members have the same office, but we are members one of another and having then for gifts according to grace that is given to us. And he lists a whole variety of things and says, exercise these gifts for the sake of the body. And that perhaps is especially the thrust in 1 Corinthians 12, where there was that abuse of gifts. Yes, some of them were, the, we might say, the extraordinary gifts of the Spirit belonging to the apostolic age. But whether it is these, or in more general terms, uh, gifts that the Lord gives to us, they are to be used for our mutual edification. So, However significant or insignificant each member of the body is, each one has its place, each one important for the functioning of the body. And I suppose as time has gone on and we have discovered even more in in medicine regarding the body, we can see how clearly that is so true in the physical realm And it's also true in the spiritual realm. Sometimes we think those who are the most prominent in the church are the pillars of the church, whereas it may be those who are the quietest and who are just quietly praying and quietly witnessing, who in many ways are really the pillars of the church. They're always there. They keep things going and they do it unobtrusively. Well, when we think of body ministry, I'd like us just to notice the place of body ministry, to note that it is a scriptural idea, even if it's not one that we would necessarily um, uh, speak of in these terms, but it's one that we need to set in its place. In other words, we have to remember the prime minister the great minister, the great head of the church, the source of every gift which is given to the church, purchased by his death 
as we're told in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, whether it is ministers or whether it is just an or what we might think of as a lesser gift given to someone, these are blood-bought gifts given for, to God's people for the use of the church. And the important thing is that we are holding the head because he is a source of life and without him there is no life. And so we must always think of body ministry in terms of the... It must always be Christ-centred or we will go wrong. Yes, he uses others. You get a picture of the joints and bands um, holding things together. But he is the head, the important one. So we remember these things. And we remember also the importance of the standing ministry of the church. That what is vital for the health of the church is the uh, work of the ministry. We might extend that to the work of elders as well. You remember in Ephesians 4 and at verse 12, there Paul speaks of some of the gifts that the ascended Christ has received for his church. Some apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers. And he goes on and says, it is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So how is the body of Christ to be edified? How is it to be nurtured and built up? We might say the primary uh, thing is the ministry of the word. And whenever we think of body ministry, we must set it within that context. The importance then of the ministry and you have the eldership who, using their gifts help rule the flock also. If we think of the importance of the body ministry, all God's people helping in some way and functioning as they should, then um, we might say it is important because it's biblical. That's surely the first point. It's important because for the health of the church If parts of the body don't begin to function well, your health begins to go down, well, is that not true for the spiritual health of the church? That every part is playing its role, whatever it might be. Christ ministers to the church through these joints and bands. And therefore, um, the health of the church is impaired if uh, if it is the case that the um, you end up almost with a one man band, you know there's a danger of that. I can remember uh, being the minister preaching, the presenter, the beadle, the treasurer. I wasn't the congregation. That's probably the only thing I wasn't, and. That was because of a certain situation, but it's not good. There's one reason why uh, I often will try and encourage them to get one of the elder, one of the men to present, not one of the ministers, if I am a, a visitor in a congregation. 
just to say that, look, the minister, it's not ministers who need to be presenting and doing things. The men can do that. There's others. Because it emphasises everyone, you playing their part. So it's important for the health of the church, important for the witness of the church. Um, normally you can see if the case setting in, if poor health's coming over people. And that is, that's a bit true of the, the church as well, surely. And when you end up with it being a one-man band, then it's evident that that is going to impair even the witness of the church before the world. There's only a few who do things. And when you think of the church being bound together in unity, and you'll notice in that chapter, there is a strength. It's talking about uh, them, the, them responding to God's grace by graciously serving, serving one another. Uh, at the end, there's even that little thing, you know, if you get problems... Well, remember, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. Deal with these problems. Live peaceably. That witness, that ministering to one another even helps maintain the unity of the church and that's important for our witness. It's important because it helps to stress the inclusiveness of the church. Some people leave churches because they don't feel included. And some people almost are excluded if you're not from a certain place. And everyone else seems to be from that place. You can end up feel, feeling excluded. You know, sometimes when we talk to one another, um, we can speak about things that people who are new to the church haven't a clue about, characters in church history. Now, we know who Dr. Kennedy is, but many people who come into, people who come into our congregations will have a clue who it is. And we must stress that inclusivity. And that, that is what is seen when you think of body ministry. There are many different parts, some of functions, which differ from others. And the reality is we have different temperaments, different gifts, different stages of life, different backgrounds, different histories. But when you think of actually the, um, the idea of the church being a body ministering to one another, it reminds us that each one is important in their place. And reminds us if we're thinking about it, we shouldn't exclude people by just going on about things others haven't a clue about. If you're in that situation, just take a second to explain, oh, by the way, Dr. Kennedy was a famous preacher in the past. You won't know who he is, but we can explain more later. It's also important, surely for ourselves, in that if we think of body ministry, and we're thinking as well of our, of our people, then it is important for um, them as individuals in that it, it keeps us uh, from neglecting gifts or gifts being neglected because others aren't encouraging them to be used and also keeps from the abusing of gifts the Lord points out his true place in the uh, through Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 that 
The idea is that it is for the good of others we use these gifts and above all use them for the glory of God. Now I'd like us just to think of a few examples of body ministry. Perhaps that's where sometimes we lose sight of what really the um, scripture speaking of. I know there there is this list here in Romans 12. I don't want to go through that list. But I want to think in more general terms of ways in which we minister to one another. John Angel James, I was reading his church in earnest. Um, We wouldn't agree with all that's said because he's coming from a different background to us. His church policy is wrong, but he does speak of how it doesn't, that ministering to one another includes mutual love, watchfulness, and helpfulness. That's what we should be showing one to another. A few examples. Well, think of corporate worship. We, we minister to one another in worship. Prayer is the obvious thing. Others lead us in prayer. And we are helped and edified thereby. But think of praise also. Singing to yourselves. And psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And there's that exhortation to uh, admonish one another. And help one another. You know when our people come to worship. They don't always feel in the most joyful of moods. Perhaps you don't. And yet when... Someone begins singing. Eventually we are caught up in the singing as well. It is difficult to remain silent when others are singing. And we can, there's, a, there's a ministry there. You know, even we should tell our people they're actually ministering to one another, encouraging one another in praise as, as they praise. We think of attentiveness. And as we gather for worship, just as a deadness is infectious, has a deadly infectiousness about it, so alertness can help produce a liveliness. I rejoiced when they said, let us go on to the house of the Lord. The more attentive others are, how that encourages our attentiveness in worship so even there you can see a ministry one to another we might think also of practical care James telling us to visit the true religion consists in visiting the fatherless and the uh, widows and their afflictions we think of hospitality be given to hospitality and that was mentioned in the reading Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. We think of that sympathy, uh, that mutual sympathy, which uh, we find in the passage here. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. All showing practical care. And we think also of perhaps one of the important functions of, we might say, deacons' wives and elders' wives, uh, and we might think of the widows mentioned in First uh, Timothy 5. Um, the godly woman helping practically 
in homes. Spiritually and practically, you think of young mothers having children or having struggles. There's a real ministry there. That those who are godly women can have. Often that's neglected or left to others. Family can deal with it. But surely in the church, the Lord's people should be involved. We think of how we minister to one another through our example. The minister is to be an example of the believer in all things. The elder as well, that's what Timothy was told. But really we all can be examples for good or ill. He did run well. Who did hinder you? What kept you back? There were those who knocked you back. Well, just the way we live in our godliness or a lack of godliness will have an effect on others. So even there we do minister one to another. We might think of ways in which we can edify one another through fellowship. Uh, you have Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another. Well, that, that is in praise, but that truly encompasses other things as well. Titus 2, the older men teaching the younger men, the older women being an example also, but teaching the younger women. That encouragement of sound doctrine, that encouragement of sound and godly practice, that holy living. So fellowship, that certainly is encourages as to minister to one another in that sense, encouraging fellowship and in our personal seeking to do that also one to another. That watching one another, being a help to one another. Now, how would we take it if we were rebuked? I don't think really you should be speaking that way or doing that. Or I think you're getting a bit cold. Is there something wrong? Well, we should be more open, surely, to these things. Scripture gives us that picture of God's people submitting to one another. And where there is that ministry, or we're seeing the church as a body where we minister to one another, then you'll have that. You see it in prayer, surely, praying for one another, in our needs. Praying for the minister, praying for whatever work is going on in the congregation. I suppose when we think even of that part of God has given us within his, his church to be witnesses for him. Whether it is an organised or more informal, reaching out to others. Praying for and longing to do that which would see the increase of the body. So I think we can say that um, we should be a people who think much of body ministry, even though we might not call it that at times, and who seek to cultivate it. Now the topic I know was encouraging, and I didn't write anything about encouraging, because I thought that really what we perhaps should do was more have that open for discussion. I do have some questions that I thought might help lead and guide us in that way. It's supposed to be more discussion, I think.